God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. We're glad that you are here. Let's continue to worship God, to give thanks in this holy place. Come on, put your hands together. We honor God in this place. We thank God for our spiritual leaders, our lead pastors, Pastor Brian and Laura, and for all our campuses who shepherd and care for the flock of God. Come on, put your hands together. We thank God for this online ministry campus. Come on, put your hands together. We've come to worship the Lord, to hear a word from the Lord. Come on, let's pray together. Now, Father, hear my prayer. Take my mind and think with it. Take my body and stand up in it. Take my mouth and speak with it. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Come on, everybody say amen. We are in a sermon series called Living in the Know. Our message title is How to Guard Against Him, uh, Deception. How to Guard Against Deception. And so our foundational scripture reference is 1 John. So make sure you turn there. 1 John chapter 2. And we'll be looking at verses 24 through 29. 1 John chapter 2, verse 24 through 29. So I know you have your Bibles, you have uh, your pen and paper, your phone to take notes. So let's go into the word of God. The Bible says, therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those things who try to deceive you. I underline that, who try to deceive, who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it's true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, I underline this, you will, you will, I underline that will, you will abide in him. And now, little children, look at this word, abide in him. Underline that, abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. How many know he's coming again? If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practice righteousness is born of him. Now, there are three points we want to focus on uh, this morning from this portion of spied in the basics. Go ahead and say it in your home, wherever you are, just say it and say it in your spirit. Abide in the basics. Point number two, we'll be talking about abide in the word. 
abide in the word. Go ahead and say it out loud wherever you are. Abide in the word. And then we're going to focus on point number three, abide in the Holy Spirit. So we got three points this morning, uh, today, abide in the basics, point number one, point number two, abide in the word, and point number three, abide in the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to unpack this, so I want you to hear this. Now remember that we, we define abide as to sojourn, to encamp, to sit down, to remain. Remember that, to remain. It means to obey, accept, to lodge, to rest there, to dwell, to endure by following, to comply with, to stay there, to stay in it. So Apostle John is teaching us how to guard against deception, how to guard against deception. In these three areas, number one, abide in the basics. Go ahead and say it, abide in the basics. Abide in what you first learn. Abide in what you first learn. Verse 24, which you have heard from the beginning. This reminds me of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, which supports our teaching today. But it says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving, look at that word, deceiving and being deceived. They're deceiving and they're being deceived. They're, they're deceiving and yet they're being deceived. But you, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. It's a teachable ministry. And that from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. From the beginning, from childhood, or as babes in Christ, we were taught, you learn the basics. Somebody say the basics. This is why children ministry is so important. And even as a family, we must learn together the scriptures. As parents, you ought to be able to, to sit down with your family and teach them the basics. Our first ministry is to our family, our children, to ensure that they know the basics. Are you staying with me? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, the wisdom book, train up a child in the way he should go, the way she should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. We teach the basics so when they mature, they will remember what they learned from the Holy Scriptures, which will make them wise for salvation. That's what the Bible says, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Get the basics. Turn this by say, get the basics. Come on. Get, I got to go deeper. Get the basics. Uh, here it is. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. 
I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, in other words, when I became mature, I put away childish things. I mean, you could be 60 years old and still be a child. You're not mature. Uh, I hear the Holy Spirit speak into my ear. When will you grow up? When? Uh, I'm 65. W w when will you grow up? And how will you grow up? You need to ask yourself that question. When will you grow up? And how will you grow up? Write it down on the tablets of your heart. Abiding in the basics here. I want you to hear this. Abiding in the basics takes you to maturity. It takes you to maturity. We're already in point two. You have to abide in the word. Abide in the holy scriptures. Stay in the word. Stay there. Stay in it. These scriptures give us the same warning, deception, but there's also, there is the same encouragement. There is encouragement. Abide. Before we go deeper than point two, I want to back up just a little bit before we go deep, dig deeper in abiding in the basics. But in our main text in first John chapter two, verse 24, if what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will all, you will also abide in the son, Jesus Christ and in father God. Apostle John used the word beginning twice referring to what they first learned. He warns us not to move away from the basics of the faith. We don't stop at the basics, but we never forsake or forget the basics. Are you with me? That's why we're having on uh, beginning on September 3rd, we will have the school of spiritual formation, spiritual formation. And we begin with the basics. You have to abide in the word. Let's go deeper. We abide not to be deceived, to grow in faith in God. And we don't add other religions to God's word or deceive or dilute what God has said. We don't add extra books, religious books. The word of God stands alone. How many believe that? The word of God stands alone. Here it is. Write this down. It don't mix. It doesn't mix. If you mix it, it will mix you up. <laughs> Let me say it again. It doesn't mix. You can't beat all those other books with the Bible. No, no. All those religions with the other Bible, with your Bible. If you mix it, it will mix you up and destroy your spirit. I feel like preaching. The scripture says there is only one way and one God. In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. You can't go through any other religion. You can't go through all that. As Jesus said, you got to go through me. Somebody said you got to go through him. 
We don't need to add, add to it. The scripture says we have all we need. For the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that for the word of God, the scriptures, is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints of marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. I want you to hear this. A two-edged sword cuts both ways. It convicts, write it down. It convicts, but it also completes you. It convicts, but it also completes you in all wisdom and understanding in which full knowledge of God will come. Abide in the basics. Abide in the word. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 and 7, all scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for teaching, doctrine, for reproof. Another word for that is rebuke for correction there it is for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of god the woman of god here's the word we're looking for may be complete may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work chapel of change is about equipping you the body of christ should be about equipping you Come on, let's go deeper. Here's the, here it is, number three. Abide in the Holy Spirit. Abide in the Holy Spirit. First John chapter 2, verse 27 is our main text. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. You have an anointing. The anointing is not just a feeling. You might not feel anything. The anointing, here it is, write it down. The anointing is a relationship that comes by abiding. The anointing is a relationship that comes by abiding. Abiding in Christ. Abiding in the word. Come on, Holy Spirit. Abiding in in the scriptures, the written word, the anointing is the Holy Spirit guiding us, guiding us in all truth. Can I go deeper? I said, can I go deep? I can't hear you at home. That's right. But, but I can hear you in the spirit. Can I go deeper? The Holy Spirit abides in you. John chapter 14, verse 26, I read from the New King James Version says, but the helper, there it is, but the helper, the Holy Spirit. Anybody need some help? I, I think I see one hand there. Uh, I'm trying to look in the screen, too. I'm trying to look at you wherever you are. Anybody need some help? Listen, I'm preaching from this text, and I need help. Somebody say amen. I need a helper, and that's what the Scripture says. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus, he will teach you, my goodness, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He's not going to say anything else but what I said. He said, all things I said to you. And John the Baptist said in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John the Baptist says, I indeed baptize 
baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me, talking about Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and the text adds, and with fire. Fire will purify you. Fire, fire will purge you. Come on, somebody. Oh, I feel like preaching. First Corinthians chapter 3, 16 says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? It dwells in you. Oh, first Corinthians chapter six, verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who? Not it. Who? The Holy Spirit is a person who is in you, whom you have had, who you have from God, and you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Come on. Are you with me right now? Come on. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19. Uh, 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 let me give you another one to support my, 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 my text. Second Corinthians four, seven. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven. But we have this treasure. <laughs> I feel it now. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Come on. One scripture said that, uh, um, uh, translate said, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. My God. There's a treasure in you. I said, there's a treasure in you. There, there, there's a treasure in you that's locked up in you that will be released in you. Are you tracking with me? That is not about you. It's the power of God that's in you. It's the powerful gospel message in you. Let me say it again. It's the powerful gospel message in you. The Holy Spirit guides us in all truth. And let the Holy Spirit continue to abide in you. The basics, the teaching, the word, the scriptures, and the Holy Spirit, and Christ in you, the hope of glory. Here it is. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less, even when you are corrected. I don't know, but you, I, 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 I need to be corrected sometimes. Somebody say amen. Amen. My wife does a wonderful job at it, and I'm so grateful for that because it helps me to grow. Somebody say amen. Uh, but the Bible says, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he loves. Proverbs, the wisdom book, verse uh, chapter 3, verse 12, it says this, he who keeps instructions is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. We have to remain in the truth of his instruction. Come on, write this down. I feel like moving around, but I'm trying to stay focused, but this is in my spirit. Write it down. You have to have a teachable spirit. You have to have a teachable spirit. And let me tell you this, as God, as you elevate the higher God takes you to elevate, the more you have to humble yourself. As God elevates you, you have to humble yourself. What am I saying? You have to have a teachable spirit. 
I speak elevation over you. <laughs> that God is going to elevate you. But to, when God elevates you, you got to stay in the basics. As he elevates you, you got to go lower. The higher you go, the lower you got to go. The more you got to humble yourself. Are you tracking with me? God is trying to help somebody today. I close with this. Chapel of change is about equipping you, the believers, the followers of Christ, for the work of the ministry. The Bible says, for the equipping of the body of Christ, here it is, to build up the church. We must continue until all of us come in un into unity of our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up, there it is, measuring up to the full and complete, there it is, standard of God. See, what we want to do, we want to lower the standard of God. But no, 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 this is the standard. This is the standard. We have to measure up to the standard of God. I'm not going to settle for late. I'm not going to take the word down in. No, no. This is the standard of God. And that means we got to equip you so that you may be complete in every good work. Are you still with me? This is what the Bible says. The Bible says we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine or teaching, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness or of deceitful plotting. There's that word again, deceitful. You got to guard yourself, but speaking the truth in love, I love this word, may grow up in all things unto him who is head. Christ. Christ is the head of the church and we will follow him. Listen, we didn't come to beat you up. We came to lift you up. We didn't come to tear you down. We came to build you up. Come on, somebody. That's why we're here. We want to encourage you that you just so, so God can take you to the next level of maturity in your walk. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're here listening to this message and you want to go deeper in the things of God. You're here to strengthen your relationship with God. You sense a tugging at your heart. Even now, there's a, there, there'll be a spiritual warfare, chains wrapped around your mind, say don't hear him, wrapped around your body, trying to keep you tight, uh, wrapped around your feet to keep you from God. And you know there's a God. Come on, somebody. I know there's a God. How many know there is a God? Come on, I, I know there's a God. When I see the sun in the morning, I know there's a God. When I feel the heat across my face, I know there's a God. Come on, at night, when I see the moon in the night, I know there's a God. When I see the stars in the sky, I know there's a God. How many know there's a God? Come on, when I see the mountains, I know there's a God. When I see the rivers and the oceans, I know there's a God. And the God of heaven, the Spirit of God is calling your name. The Spirit of God is wanting to connect with your spirit and your spirit to connect to his spirit. This is your moment. This is your time even now to connect with him. Oh, there's desire in your heart to go after God. You have to have a made-up mind. I will abide in God's love. I will abide in the basics of his teaching, in his word, the scriptures, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I will live for Christ. 
I will surrender myself. Even now, the Spirit of God is tugging on you. This is your time. This is your moment to abide in Christ, to stay with him. Listen, I just want you to take a moment. Take a moment to reflect what you've heard. Maybe some things that you wrote down, some things you underlined as you were hearing the message uh, or what the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart. Uh, you're here today and, and you need to totally surrender your life to Christ. Even now, just, just bow your head. We're all going to do it. I'm not looking at you. I can't see you anyway. You're on, online, but God can see you. So just bow your head now in reverence to God and talk to him. We're just going to center ourselves. Sometime in church, we just hurry up and get up, but we just want to center ourselves. Just center yourself. And maybe you're saying, I need to learn the basics of being a Christian. I need to abide there. Just be real right now. I, I need to guard myself against deception. I want to grow deeper in my walk with Christ. Maybe you're saying, I, I want to walk in maturity. Go ahead and tell the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I need to stay in God's word. To abide in his word. Just think about it. Say, Lord, just, just think about it. As you listen to the Holy Spirit, even now, he will lead you to the throne room of God. The throne room of God. So we pause and we rest and we listen to the Holy Spirit.